right now, but uh, we're going to start off with our leadoff story. And it's a story that shook the hockey world this week, the sexual abuse case involving the Chicago Blackhawks. So Kyle Beach, a former member of the 2010 <coughs> Chicago Blackhawks, bravely came out about the sexual abuse he suffered during his time with the team. Brad Aldrich was a video coach for the team, sexually assaulted and harassed Beach during the team's championship run. Joel Quinville was the head coach of the Blackhawks at, the, at, the, at that time. When the issue was brought to his attention, he shook his head and said that it was hard for the team to get where they were, meaning the playoffs, and that he didn't have time to deal with it. So Quinville obviously has stepped down as the head coach of the Florida Panthers after the meeting with Commissioner Gary Bettman. So there's a lot to process here, Ron. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, my first thoughts is it reminds me a lot of Penn State. You know, you got a coach yeah. that puts the, in this case, the franchise ahead of Kyle Beach's yeah. situation. And he clearly knew about it. There's no way he didn't know about it. And if he says he, he says otherwise, it is total BS. No, he admitted that they brought it to his attention. So right, and and so that's okay. You just sweep it under the rug, and and I, that's that's okay with you. Like really? No, I so so here here's one of the things that that baffled me during this when this came out. Quinville was actually coaching in a game against the Boston Bruins yep. and how the NHL and the Florida Panthers didn't step in and say, look, you know, you can't be, you know, on the sideline during this game. It just didn't make sense to me why they would have allowed him to even coach. Right. I, I think the outcome was inevitable. And yet somehow he was again, just trying to downplay it. So to me, it was another, just disregard for the whole situation that he didn't take it seriously at the beginning in 2010. And then even when it was coming out now, he didn't take it seriously. No. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you something else. Like Florida made their statement and I accept that statement. They, they are totally against, you know, what happened. The NHL, however, kind of said, Oh yeah, it was unfortunate. Blah, 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 blah. But we're not going to take any action on Joel Quinville. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is the NHL. Like, I, I, I've always held them in a higher regard on how they police the league because they actually do a pretty good job. But really, you like you're not going to take any action. No, like, how do you down, say right? that? Yeah, he steps down, walks away. I mean, he's no way another team's going to pick him up as a coach. I can't see this not following him uh, along with the John Gruden. So we saw two coaches in the last few weeks, right, and some of the mistakes that they've made that ultimately come back to haunt them. Um, what do you think about the owner of the Blackhawks coming out and oh. saying he wants to have the name removed from the cup? I thought that was uh, – a, a good statement. Yeah, you thought it was a good statement, but meanwhile, in court, they're acting a different way. Like they're trying to get Beach's lawsuit 
erased. Really? That's what they're trying to do. As early as yesterday. So that that statement, oh, we want him off there. That's BS. This, this team is trying to sweep it under the rug. And you know what? We were talking about Chicago, how they were going to have a great season. Maybe this is karma. Okay? Because Fleury has absolutely sucked since going there. Like near six goals against average. And they can't win a game. Well, guess what? This is karma for you. Right here, at its best. It's working overtime. That so, team disgusts me. Jar, Jar, please. Thanks for joining. I So, again, I think the, the baffling part of this whole thing is that how, at this point, do teams not start to realize that this is going to come back at some point? Because I can't see how the, the entire organization, because he said he brought it to everybody. Yeah, oh yeah, he did. You know what I mean? So it's everyone there. everybody in that organization knew what happened. Right. And right. none of them did anything about it. And it just how does not one person step up and at least say, look, we've got to do something. This is gonna come back. Right. Um, right. And and not only that, Eric, Quenville stayed as the head coach until twenty nineteen. This happened in twenty ten. Yeah. So they swept it under the rug for, for nine, nine years. years. Nine years they swept it under the rug. So think about this, though, and I'm going to ask you this because I'm going to correlate it to the to Washington football team as well. Do you believe the NHL <laughs> knew about the situation? I'm not sure they knew about it. Um, ooh, that's that's tough because Beach put it out there. Beach put it out there. I, I would imagine. Why would he if he's going higher and higher? Why would he stop at the at the team level? So maybe mm -hmm. the team, maybe the NHL did know something about it. So it's similar to what you see with the Washington football team now and the NFL basically saying they're not going to release any more of the findings. Yeah, of course not. They, because they're they're part of it. Yeah, they don't want to lose the money. It's it's a it's a bad PR move. You know they don't need it, and what they're trying to do is saying, okay, well we'll just let it go away. Well, sometimes unfortunately. If you let it sit there it's, and don't deal with it, it's going to come out. And it's yeah, it's, it usually, it's usually far worse. And that's what we're seeing now. And I commend him for yep. at least continuing to, to speak out. And I believe the reason why he did, unfortunately, this this person ended up, I think, sexually assaulting another player in somewhere else in college or somewhere else. And it ended up, you know, and it affected him. And he said, you know, he wished he had said something sooner that maybe it would have protected right. that person. So this right. this individual Brad Aldrich obviously has a, a, a major problem. And uh unfortunately there was a lot of hands that were involved in, in in allowing him to continue to do what he did. And um the fact that they accepted it that you know that whole organization basically should be shunned for a while. Yeah. Yeah it's 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 quite unfortunate and you know, Beach went through all kinds of issues because of that. And he's now playing in Europe. Yeah. And that was a kid with a bright future. Man, that team destroyed him. They yeah, destroyed a, him. It's a shame. It it's is a shame. shame. And I'm sure there'll be more coming out about this story, but uh, obviously we felt like we should definitely cover it first thing. Cause and, it's and you almost feel like Beach probably isn't the only one. Yeah, without a doubt. And I'm sure, again, listen, at the end of the day, we're, we're men. 
And yep. a lot of times we don't feel like, uh, you know, we've got to be that bravado. Be vulnerable. We, right. You don't yeah, want to so, be vulnerable. So how many of, how many other individuals are just, they don't want to come out because they're ashamed of what happened or right. that they, uh, that it happened to them. And, you know, hopefully beach is that voice that if it was happening more in that organization that, you know, ultimately this guy goes to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, similar to, and you brought it up right before we started the show and at the beginning of the show, Penn state. And, you know, that may not ever see the light of day again. So that's ultimately what they deserve. Well, let's go on to some sports. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's uh yeah it's a it's a very hard start to, to even it is it is it's it's getting old and sickening and i'm telling you like coaches need to be held accountable yeah they really I, I, do and i'd honestly truly like to see stories come out before that all this you know somebody has to come out and say it happened 10 years ago and nobody did anything about it how about a team just step up and say look this was brought to our attention we're investigating it Let's not wait till, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, you don't have a choice yeah. in the matter and have to, you know, do something or say something. But, exactly. Like, be forthcoming. People will accept the situation better if an organization like a, an NHL, NFL, whatever team comes out and says, hey, look, this happened and we just found out about it. Yeah. And we're going to fix it. We'll, That's we'll, what we want. That's what we want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to the NFL. And um, so there are no more unbeaten teams in the NFL. After the Arizona Cardinals fell to the Green Bay Packers 24-21 last night in the highly anticipated matchup, Kyler Murray threw a late second interception to seal a victory for, for the Packers. Thoughts on the game? Well, I saw the condensed version, so it was like, one play after another without any of the other crap that yeah. man, the game goes by so quick, fast. Right? <laughs> Look, uh, Green Bay played pretty damn well. Like that's about as good as you're going to be able to play against a team like Arizona. And uh, look, they, they did everything. Like if they had a plan, they checked every single box and they did that plan to a T and it worked fantastic yeah i thought the impressive part was we really expected kyla murray and, and brett uh brett Favre. hey that's in our pick and roll <laughs> aaron Rodgers, uh to to really you know ultimately have like a, a shootout and it was going to go back and forth and and we didn't see that they control the ball on the ground green bay you know against a very good defense and ultimately if you look at it think about the fact that they're both tied now in the nfc at seven and one Green Bay gets that number one seed right now. Right. How important was this game to both teams? And ultimately, maybe the, you know, the playoff picture down the road. Look, this was huge for Green Bay. Like, you know, I mean, this is, this is the cherry on top of that dessert that has been being built up since that week one debacle. Yep. And... Like this was this was immaculate for them. This was this was huge, because now if they go toe to toe the rest of the way, Green Bay plays at home, and that is a huge difference when it's playoff time in football. 
Oh yeah, in Green Bay, without a doubt. And oh. you think about you think about how we all thought the wheels were falling off the bus week one, and and you look at it, seven straight victories now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers seems pretty happy right now with the Green Bay Packers. We'll and it was a, it was a progression that. too. It it wasn't like okay after week one, week two was perfectly fixed. It wasn't like that. It was like a progressive yes. thing. Getting better. And they played their best game of the season, you know, yesterday. Yeah, Goomboy, thanks for joining. So, again, if you look at the fact of Aaron Rodgers is definitely starting to show why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Because Absolutely. Yesterday, they lost their tight end, oh. right? He's done for the year. Yeah. They didn't have Adams. They didn't have his, his number two receiver as well, and he still was able to perform. So great job to Aaron Rodgers. What about the J.J. Watt injury, though, for the Cardinals? How big of a loss do you think that's going to be? Well, I didn't think it was going to hurt as bad because he really didn't have like a whole bunch of stats. But his presence on the team was off the stat list because, first of all, he's a leader. We all know that. Yeah. He's a great leader. But he was, he was getting pressure in all the time. And just that pressure alone was missed because they, they didn't really have it against, you know, Aaron Rodgers. No. And if you're going to give Aaron Rodgers time, <laughs> you know, it, it's the Brady thing. You know, you give Brady time, you give Aaron Rodgers time, he's going to pick you apart because it doesn't matter who the receivers are. He's going to get the ball to them. <laughs> you know, as long as they catch it, the key word, catch. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what matters. And, and he's just too good to not have enough pressure. Yeah. So ultimately, uh, Snossages, thanks for joining. But you're 100% right, right? I think if you watched our NFL preview show, we discussed this injury bug with, with Watt and the potential of it happening to him, you know, in – Arizona as well. So it came to fruition, you know, here he is season ending injury and it's a shame, but you know, as usual, once you start to get all those injuries, eventually your body just starts to shut down. Well, we talked about this, um, during the, 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 uh, preview show with why, yeah. you know, Arizona looks like on paper, the best defensive team, blah, blah, blah. But, if our, if Watt doesn't stay healthy, then that takes away that leadership role. And we had talked about this when he got picked up by Arizona. And that that is huge. It's huge. And you can't you can't substitute a leader. <laughs> like they don't they don't grow on trees. Yeah. Like we know this in New England. You can see it. They don't yeah. have that leader. So ultimately, I, I don't know, but it, it's it's amazing to see that the Green Bay Packers are probably the favorites now in the NFC. And, you know, and seven weeks ago, we were all debating on if they would even make the playoffs. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Yeah. So let's yeah, talk yeah. about our homegrown New England Patriots. So the three and four New England Patriots are going to travel to the four and two Los Angeles Chargers this Sunday. What are your keys for the game? Oh, oh Jesus. Um. Look, you you got to play like you played last week. You have to. You, <laughs> yeah, if it's the same opponent, that'd be great. Yeah, but. if it was the same opponent, 
like like this is this is going to be night and day like you can't you can't bring you know all the expectations of the Jets game to a Chargers game and think that it's going to be the same result because the other team has something to say about that first of all you got to control their passing game and their running yeah. game. Yeah, so I'm a little uh, concerned with Herbert. Uh, obviously, he looks like he's going to be a, uh, you know, a quarterback uh, for the next few years. That honestly is only going to get better. Right. Um, but you got to look at a couple key factors. First of all, New England seems to play better on the road this year so yeah. far. So that ultimately might help the team. And the fact that the the Chargers are honestly the second worst against the rush. And if we saw what Damian Harris and how aggressive he ran against the right. Jets, if he runs that way, they can control this game on the ground. They need yeah. to control this That's game. That's what on they the need ground. to do. They need to con- and stay out of penalties. Penalties as usual. Because as the Jets won't hurt you with those penalties, the Chargers will. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the class of teams is by far different. Like the Chargers are not Dallas, they're not Tampa Bay. But they're pretty good, you know. They're right up there. Um, you you got to control that clock, you know. Run the ball, pound and pound and pound and pound. That defense will get tired and softer, and then you never know. I mean, they have a shot at this one. If they can, if they can be close and and nearly win against Dallas and Tampa Bay, you, they can win could, this game. So look, you know, and we've been talking about let Max sling the ball. This is probably not the game to do it. As no. uh, the Chargers giving up the second least amount of yards against the pass. So exactly. You know, and New England as well has to establish a pass rush, get in Herbert's face, try to confuse him a little bit, make things difficult because ultimately you're going to need this defense to step up and not let him sling it up and down the field because that's, that's going to cost you. You're not going to be able to match that. Right. right. So what are some of the other games of interest for week eight in the NFL? You know, I, I looked through the schedule. Um, didn't really like many games. Okay, I got five. Uh, I, got five. I also have five. All right, that, we, this has been the same theme each yeah. week. But I don't think I don't think we're gonna have all the same. All right. Game of interest to me. First one is the Eagles at Lions. <laughs> Two and five versus zero and seven. This could be the week for Detroit to bust out. Or the first, uh, the first tie of the season. Oh my God! Could you (laughs) imagine? Could you imagine that if it was a tie? Oh, but the Lions have a shot playing the Eagles to win their first game. Yeah, the Lions may steal one. Yeah, I mean it's 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 real. It is possible. if, If there's a chance, this is the week. Oh, see? Yeah, it's awesome. just goes. <laughs> All right. So one of my first ones was uh, Titans at Colts. Yeah, it's I didn't pick that one. I, I, I didn't like that, that one. Right? A cooling, cooling's our, our Colts guy. But I th- I thought, listen, the, the Colts are starting to turn it around. They're starting to play better. Tennessee obviously looks like that team now that, that is, is in contention. Yep. If the Colts can win this game, it just goes to show that they're on the right track to to possibly be in a playoff team again. That Rocky start. Oh, well, I, that's, why they, that's why they play the games, my friend. That's I why know. They that's them. why they play them. You know, when, when's his ball? Look. 
28-23. Snossages. I like it. Ron, what's your second game? All right, so so my second game I chose the Panthers at Falcons. Um, wow! Look, look, the Panthers started out three and zero. They've now lost four straight. Um, Falcons are in position now where they can actually have a winning record. They're three and three, and you know th- both those teams are going to play some desperate football. Because they don't want to be knocked out of playoff contention. Yeah. Because the is Sam Sam Donald came back down to earth, and well, it's, yeah, it's, it's completely hurting the Panthers now at this point. You can see it, yeah. and then yeah. no McCaffrey, who's scheduled to come back the 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 week after with uh, we play the Patriots. So you know, it's like McCaffrey. That's that's their whole offense right there, McCaffrey. I mean, when you really think about it, everything is because of him. Donald is so good when McCaffrey is in the lineup. And Hubbard, or whatever his name is, he's doing a good job, but he's not McCaffrey. Yeah, there are not many that are. So. <laughs> so so, as he goes down, so does the offense, and then that means the defense is out there longer, and now they're struggling Yeah, because they, they're out there too long. And they need this game. This game, they have to win or they're done. Season over. So I got my second game. Yeah, second game I have is uh, Cowboys at Vikings. Yes, and I have Vikings, that one as well. Vikings have played some some really close games, right? Three and three. But my curiosity is more with the Dallas Cowboys and this injury to Dak Prescott, and yeah, what, yeah. how they manage this. Because again, this is a game where you know it's going to be tight. And the one thing the Minnesota Vikings can do is create some pressure on the quarterback. And if that happens, does this injury? end up costing, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. Because this is probably the best team they've had in years or the best chance they've had in years. Absolutely. To honestly be a contender. Absolutely. Um, I had this one on the list too. And look, the Vikings are 3-3. Three and three. Okay, 500 team. They are not a 500 team. They've played some tough games already. Uh, and this team could – could easily, if they had a softer, like a little softer schedule, at this point, they could they could be you know five yeah. six wins. Yeah, you know, yeah. And they're a better team than their record is showing. And the Cowboys look, look the Cowboys with you know an injured Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah, uh, they look they look great, but again, off a of bye too. You got to see how they respond to that and and that injury. Yep. What's your yep. third game? Uh, well, that would have been oh, yeah. my third game. Um, I have the Bucks at Saints. I have that one. Uh, Bucks six and one, Saints four and two. Look, if it if the Saints can pull this one out, you know they move up to five and two and solidify themselves as a contender for for the NFC. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Because I think the Bucks are too good for them, um, but you know, the Saints beat the Patriots, and the Patriots almost beat the Bucks. So I just the Saints at, could they they could pull it out with their defense. Yeah, I looked well, at it sorry. last year, and, and the one team that Tom struggled with was the New. He just didn't look good in those two regular season games at all. Right. I mean, granted, right. they beat him in the playoffs. Yep. But that I and again it wasn't really Tom, it was more the the 
mistakes that New Orleans yeah, made yeah. that ultimately helped Tampa Bay win that. So can he get over that hurdle and beat them in the regular season? You know, again, greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not saying, but they're in his head right now. I'm sure for him, he's going to try to overdo it to, to to prove a point that he can beat this team in the regular season. Because, again, this is the best team in, in the NFL if all cylinders are rolling. The Bucks. There's no doubt in my mind. But, again, you haven't seen it consistently enough to say, look, there's not other teams out there that could beat them. And I think they need to start to prove that, look, nobody's going to touch us. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that they're in Tom Brady's head. But but there is going to be that part of him that wants it more because he knows he lost a couple to them. And, you know, nothing – to me, there is nothing better than a motivated Tom Brady. Like, I, I'll bank on that every single time. And he's going to be motivated to win this game. He wants to stop the the Saints' progression into this, you know, New era NFC. Yeah, he wants to squash it. Like, no, let's let's squash this now. Our division, yep. And you know, we're not letting you in. Yeah. So um, I also had uh, what about the Steelers at Browns? And I have have that one as well. They've already said Mayfield's going to start. But the key is, if the Steelers lose this game, it pretty much seals their fate that they're not making the playoffs. They have to go on a, a really good run, and I don't see that happening. So, uh, to me, it's the Steelers, it's, it's the more important of the two. The Steelers definitely have to win it. If the Browns, again, want to stay relevant and prove that they're they're not just good on paper, right? They're good on the field. Is Keenan starting? Well. Who? Do you know if Keenan's starting that game? I'm not sure. No, Keenum, no. Mayfield. So it is Mayfield that started. They already announced it, yes. Okay. So, I mean, look, it's going to be so hard for Pittsburgh to go into Cleveland and win that game. It's going to be so hard. If it was at Pittsburgh, I'd give them a shot at it. But I don't think they can pull it off. I I just don't think – I just don't think they can – they can put in enough sustained pressure, you know, offensively yeah. than, than what Cleveland can do. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. What it, about uh, my last game I had was the Giants at Chiefs. And it's the only thing is the Chiefs right now don't know what kind of team they are. The Chiefs are a mess. Right? So what happens – if this game is close and the Giants have a shot, do, do, you know, does you start to feel the, the the pressure in Kansas City and saying, "Wait, we got to win this. You can't go three and five. You can't be three and five. You know, and, and expect to 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 be able to do what you need to do to get to the playoffs and, and ultimately get back to the Super Bowl. If they lose to the, to the Giants, like there's more pressure on the Chiefs. The Giants have nothing to play for, realistically. I no, mean, because they they're going in. What are they? Two and five. They're going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Like, taking the record away from the Chiefs, that is intimidating in itself. If I feel a little more confident if the Giants were playing well <laughs> at yeah. all. and But they're, they're not playing well. And, I mean, honestly, even against the Eagles, I mean, the Chiefs didn't 
didn't blow them out. Didn't look no. great. I mean, it was a close game until, you know what I mean? A couple late yeah. touchdowns. So, again, if the Giants can hang around, I, right. I just wonder if that pressure starts to get to the Chiefs. They make a mistake that ultimately costs them. And then th- this season at three and five, it's going to be extremely tough for them. If they fall in a very good division. Five, if they if they fall and if they lose to the Giants, then I think the season's over. I think the season's over because there's no way they're not going to be able to recover and gain on three teams. You got to leapfrog over three teams at yeah. least, at least, and that's just in your division. But you also have to worry about the Bengals, the Ravens, those. Bills, Bills yeah. you know the Titans, you know, and if the Colts have a have a, a win this week, you know, like you, there, there's some teams out there that you have to worry about. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It's going to be a fun week. Um, once again, if you're joining us, we're live. We're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at uh, Rhode Island Broadcasting on Facebook and YouTube and. Rhode Island underscore broadcasting on Twitch. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter. Sports underscore unfolded on Instagram. And you can listen to us on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify at all our podcasts, all those sites. So really, really good stuff out there. Appreciate the fans <laughs> that have been so far tonight. Uh, Snossages, we know you know your football, brother. You're... So let's... Yeah. Uh, that the comment about Big Ben surviving yeah. the pressure. So let's uh, let's move on to some Major League Baseball and let's talk about the uh, World Series, which is in full swing. The Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros are tied one-one, heading into tonight's <laughs> matchup in Atlanta. Who wins this series and why? Well, I'm still hoping for Atlanta to win this series. Um, look, they just got a lot of likable players on their team that didn't get caught cheating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I, I've I've watched a lot of the games and there's still people mentioning Thank you, how, up, how upset they are that no players took any penalty for their role in, every, in any of that. So... Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to agree with you, but I still think the Houston Astros are the best team um, currently in the playoffs. Oh, I'm um, not saying that they're not. <laughs> I don't. I mean, the, the one thing Atlanta has for them is the pitching. So the ERA is 3.63 in the playoffs. Yeah. So you know they can do that. The problem is they've got to get the bats and they've got to get hot. They did one key thing. They split in Houston. That's always right. important. Yes, that is big. Right? But we got to see how the Astros respond tonight. And if the Astros come back and win, right, now it's, that series it changes the complexity of it. Yeah, Atlanta absolutely has to win at least two of these at home. At least. You know, if not, do it at home. Because then you got to go back to Houston. And Boston found out how hard that really was to go back to Houston, you know, being on the brink of elimination. You just, it, you just can't leave it to chance. Yeah. So you got to roll out everything. Game three, game four, game five, get it done. So that way you don't have to worry about going back to Houston. Now, 
trying to win three games in a row against Houston is a whole nother story. You know? So I expect that Atlanta could pull out two of them, but I would not be surprised if Houston takes all three in Atlanta either. So, like, look, Houston has gamers. They so have you're on gamers. the fence here, but you're going to pick somebody? or? Well, I'm still going with Atlanta because I want to okay. win. I'm going Houston. Yeah, I know you are. I, I'm going Houston. All That's right. why you get all that orange. That's it, baby. No. <laughs> we, we were expecting Paul Rogers from the Pirates, so I figured I'd wear some of their colors. Hopefully we still get Paul on tonight. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I haven't seen him yet, but you know, I get this one. Yep. Yeah. He, I think it's important for them as well. And you he, think about, listen, listen to this though, right. As well with the, with the Astros, all the pressure and scrutiny they've been under, right. Because of the cheating scandal and everything else, right. To still be able to perform at this level shows the strength and the character of that team. That's important. Yeah. You know, no, so it's look, not just like, that, I said, right? like if they lose this, that legacy remains. If they win this, they can possibly put that behind them right. and say, look, we won one without it. Like we didn't need to bang trash cans or have things in our jerseys or anything else. No, they didn't so, need that. So another major league baseball story, Bob Melvin was hired as the new manager for the San Diego Padres. Do you think this was a good move for the Padres? Well, yeah, because I like, nope. Well, I'm not. Look, look. I don't care who the manager is at this point. I just know that they needed to get a new manager after the complete collapse. Like, there's so, no way they should have collapsed that far. Okay, but why that do you, bad? Why would you bring a manager in that he's basically a 500 manager? Well, I would have hired the St. Louis manager. <laughs> that got fired. Who could have? Who rallied to get Listen, into the playoffs and then they, they fire him? What is they wrong bulk, with you? They bulked up this roster to compete with the Dodgers and they spent tons of money and they've got good young talent. And then they hire win. Bob Melvin. Yeah. And you want to win in the postseason. The guy's 10 and 17 as a in his postseason. Yeah, but he's, he's got a new plan. Three different teams. Yeah, that's that plan. <laughs> he's got a new plan. Do things differently. <laughs> but I no, mean, like the quality like, of talent he had, he was in Seattle. Then the Dimebacks and then the A's, and we all know the A's that small market and uh, you know what's a Billy Bean and how he Look, puts it, the team together. But I, to me, this guy doesn't know how to win. And if I was a Padres fan right now, I'd say, wait a minute. I thought we were trying to win a, a World Series. I Get don't think it's as bad as you think because if you look at the three teams: Seattle, Arizona, and Oakland. Was the other one? Oakland. Oakland. Okay. Look, they they they're not contenders for for anything really. I know Oakland has history of making playoffs and stuff like that, but they're not real contenders. They're a small market team. They don't go out and spend any money, and you only have a limited roster. So, yes, I understand Bob Melvin ten and seventeen in postseason. But when you look at those three teams, hey, he made postseason with those with those teams. So you got to look at it that way. So he's he's taking a team that is inferior to who they got to play. And if you're playing in the American League, chances are one of them is Boston, one of them is New York, you know, one of them is Houston. 
how do, you're not going to win against those teams. You're not going to win. So it, it's, it's not as bad as it appears. Yes, 10 and 17 postseason. But he got to play 20. He got to be in 27 postseason games with those three franchises that are just terrible. No, I agree. I mean, he's, he's done very well in Oakland. If you consider what they've had, it, it just, to me, I think he had enough talent to possibly win. And it just seems like in the playoffs, they always seem to. Well, now he's got a lot of talent and, and let's see what he does. Personally though, I would have re I would have signed the St. Louis manager because that's a guy that should not have lost his job yeah. because they should, they had no business being in the postseason. It should have been San Diego and they rallied for like what, like 17, 18 games, mm -hmm. whatever the hell it was, and, and they got in. Like that is that's a rallying team with mm -hmm. a manager that pushed the buttons the right yeah. way. Yep. You don't and want them to be enough to do something right. So our triple play is actually correlating to the uh, major league baseball, and our triple play this week is going to be which of these Houston Astros infielders would you start bench and cut? So Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, and Yoli uh, Gariel. This is this is so difficult um, because if you look Ron, at the three, Vernon, enjoy your night, bro. If you look at these three guys, they're affecting this, the playoffs differently. Um, Altuve, what four home runs, eight RBIs? I think they were all solo shots, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then you had, um, uh, Guriel, Guriel, yeah, who has the better batting average because I think I yeah, think Altuve is like batting 200, and Guriel is hitting, he's got one home run, but he's got like nine RBI right now, and that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, so I went with Guriel as my starter. Wow, okay, over. Over the other two, um, and then benching Altuve, even though he's got a 200 average, he's got the eight RBIs, four home runs, and it and it's clutch, it's clutch. And unfortunately, I have to cut Correa, who might actually be the most talented of the three, <laughs> but the numbers don't lie. The so I. I went a little different direction, and um, I looked at more of what they've done career in their playoff career as well. So I'm starting Altuve because if you look at his postseason, he's he's batted 289 with 48 RBIs, 22 home runs. That's in six years and 16 series. Yeah. I'm going to bench Correa, who batted 270, 56 RBIs, 18 home runs. Yeah. Guriel actually has – a worse playoff average than the other two. Yep. He's 255, 34 RBIs, six home runs. So I looked at it from a postseason standpoint. If I had to make the choice, those three guys, I'm going Altuve, then Carrera, and then Gariel. Yeah, I mean, really, it doesn't no even matter way. which two. I mean, yeah, they're both that. I mean, they're all solid players. <laughs> I know Carrera's up as, as a free agent, and, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams trying to. Oh, you my know, God. They're gonna Fuck be fighting gonna, over him. The Astros. So that was our any. That wow. was our uh, watch out play. for the Yankees on Korea. Yeah, that, there's there's a lot of talk about it. We'll we'll have to see. I don't know. 
They'll they'll mess it up. You got to remember so. who's. I hope so. <laughs> you got to remember who's running that team. All right. So we're gonna move on to the NHL, and we're gonna talk a little uh, Boston Bruins. And I know you're you know you're a diehard, so I figured um, you could probably explain. So the Boston Bruins have gotten off to a slow start. They're three and three, one and three on the road. What do you think this team needs to do to improve? Uh, stop shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> That's basically because I'm looking up and down the lineup, and I've been really uh, focusing on the players and how they're doing, playing their position, what their role is on the team. And I'm looking as like the only the only players that really haven't done well in the last couple of games is the Bergeron line. That's the only that's the only line that really hasn't played up to what they're supposed to do. Now Jack Studnika took Smith's spot in the lineup, right? Um, He has been centering Coyle and Hall. Studnika has been the best player in the past two games, even though they lost those two games against Florida and Carolina. He has been their best player, period. It's it, it's not even close. He's been everywhere. He's been fantastic. That kid really is going to be a stud. I'm telling you, he's going to bust out all of a sudden. And then, you know, I just hope it's with the Bruins because yeah. I like, the Eichel news has been picking mm-hmm. up steam. And I know, I know Buffalo is going to want stud Nika for him. I know they do. So let me ask you this question. Um, the two goaltenders, so uh, Ulmark and Swayman, they're kind of splitting time. They're going back and forth. Do you think that's hurting them as well? No. No. I um, mean, they both have about the same. Uh, Ulmark is uh, 2.37 goals against. Swayman 2.71, so not much of a difference. Yeah, I, I know Omark in the Florida game gave up two goals that he should have stopped. Uh, Swayman gave up two goals last night, but they were deflected off of a Bruin defenseman, and they're like, you can't do anything about that because you're playing the shot, and then it gets deflected, oh, and it's in the net. And then they gave up an empty netter, so... I couldn't fault Swayman for those, but he didn't play his second game. He didn't play as well. So they both goaltenders have had one crappy game in my book, but they've been playing pretty decent outside of that. Uh, the what problem the fact- is, yeah, what, what was that? Well, I was going to say Brad Marchand, top uh, player on the team, seven points, four goals, three assists, and nobody else in the top 50 is – do you think that, you know, there's a possibility, you know, Bergeron or any of those guys? Well, I think, look, they've been playing like the teams that Florida and Carolina. Like, I agree to you to say that, right? They, they were all, they, they've played like four undefeated teams so far. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and when you're playing Florida and Carolina, you got those teams, they're so good at controlling the puck for different reasons. Carolina with their speed way faster than Boston. And they used that speed against Boston and they just clogged everything up against Boston and, and Pasternak hasn't been able to move or anything. And they've been just shutting down that Bergeron line 
pretty well, to be honest with you. Both teams did a great job shutting them down. And, you know, nobody else is really scoring. You know, they're playing well. Like, I love the Frederick line. His line has been buzzing out there. They've actually been playing really, really well, but they're not getting anything to show for it. And then, you know, the third line has been a mess because of people in and out of the lineup. And that's causing a little problem with that line because they can't get any traction. So they've been more of a liability than anything. You know, I can't, it's hard to pinpoint exactly where they're losing it, but it's just, you know, pucks slipping off their stick on a pass, you know, bouncing over. All of that is something that will change, basically. It will change. And I know they have a game against Florida at Boston coming up. And that's when we're going to find out what this team is really made of. Because if they fall to Florida again, kind of like what they did, you know, Wednesday night, then fourth in that that conference, that's not going to get you anywhere. Because you have to worry about Florida, Carolina, Islanders. Even though the Islanders have started out bad, I got to figure that they're going to put it together. So we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on the bees, and uh, obviously we'll break them down uh, as much as possible during the season. I know again, my hockey guy Ron. Yeah, you gotta you just gotta look stuff. for Bergeron's line to find a way around how they've been played against, and that's what they gotta do. And they will do it. You're too good. All right. Let's move on to the NBA. Let's talk about another struggle. <laughs> and that would be the Los Angeles Lakers, who are currently two and three uh, early in the season. Should they be concerned about how the team's performing so far? Um, at two and three, no. What you should be more concerned about is the Suns and Clippers at one and three. <laughs> like, Grand how, out, crazy, how crazy is the start of the NBA right now when you have teams like Sacramento who are ahead of those three teams that I that we just yeah. mentioned? So, so the, listen, here's some, my, here, here's some of my concerns if I was a Lakers fan. We, we've talked about it at length about the age of this team. Yep. They need to win early because I think later in the season, you know, there's going to be guys that either A, need rest, yep. B, injuries become a factor. If you're not winning now, there's a problem. So look at this second overall in scoring. They're third in field goal percentage. So it's not the offense. They are the worst performing team defensively. Yeah. And you want to know why? Say, the players they have don't want to defend. That's no, they're they not want the ball to score. That's what the problem is. And they are scoring, but you know, it's not like they're hustling back to go play some defense. And you're right. Like they need they need to be winning now. And the problem is their age is giving them a slow start because A, they probably weren't practicing as hard as, you know, younger players. Or as much. So they're going to be a step behind all the players that are in the league right now. They're going to be a step behind until, you know, three weeks. But three weeks can put them in a hole that they'll have to climb out of. And then that's when the injuries start. Yeah. So I I also think the Westbrook James thing, it's not going to work. 
Again, both of these guys want the ball in their hand. Um, that's going to be be a problem. So what about the fact, too, that they're arguing on the bench? There was a scuffle between Davis and, and Howard on the bench during one of the games. They lost the game to OKC. Like, how do you lose to OKC? Westbrook got thrown out of the game. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just it's amazing <clears throat> to me that with that amount of talent, it doesn't matter what you put on the court, right? It's got to gel. It has to, and then not. Look, you have too many egos. There's too many egos on that team right now. And like like a Westbrook going back to OKC and getting thrown out of a game. Like yeah. That's a game that you should go in there. You should say, hey, look, can, can I get the ball so I can really take it to this team? Because, you know, yeah. everybody knows he plays it, right? So you want that guy to be the guy in the game, but he gets thrown out. Like, really? Are you that soft of a player? Yes. To to have that happen to you? You know, I mean, like, that's soft. Yeah. Like, you're going to let the team that you used to play for dictate yeah. your game? That's just yeah. that's Throw embarrassing. Up. Throw them up. So, face-off time, my friend. And face-off is basically about um, high school basketball player, 17-year-old Mikey Williams, has signed a historic deal with Puma. So do you agree with the amateur no. athletes getting paid? <laughs> do I get to pick it? Sure. I, this, I will give you this week because I, 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 I know you're against it. So let's, let's go ahead. You're up no, first. This is, this is appalling, to be honest with you. This this is just ridiculous now. I mean, yes, we want people to be able to make money when they want to make money, blah, 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 blah. Okay, look, you are – look, they're destroying the, the sports – I don't know, the sports kind of balance. Why are we signing – okay, first of all, why are we signing a high school kid high to school, a sneaker deal? Like I really, that's with the freaking college. ridiculous. Yeah, I agree it's with the ridiculous. college. I the college look, they make a lot of money for the university. I understand that. The high school thing, yeah, I'm a and little, even that is borderline. This you know, kid, it's like this, I get it. This kid is not eligible for the draft until 2024. Right, right. And he won't be in the NBA for another three years. At least he's, he's, he's going to be making money from Puma before he's even stepped on the NBA court. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I, think it, to me I think it's on that part of it. The college part, I get. They, they're making money for the for the universities. That's what gets other players to want to play for those universities is how well these guys do and they see what they can do. And it makes sense because these colleges have made millions upon millions, probably billions, on these kids over the years. I understand that part. The high school one was a little curious to me. I, I just didn't see it at a 17-year-old. Who, no, you know, and the, and the big thing was that he's got five million followers on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, you know what I mean, Instagram. So that makes him a superstar to get paid. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Okay, okay. first of all, like I'm actually arguing with you. Your point. I know, but in college, I can see people getting paid. I just think there should be a cap to it. Like I don't want to see college students making multi million dollar deals for the college. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I want to see a almost like a paid job. You know, I can understand that. 
you know, it's like, okay, you're making, you know, your name is making us a bunch of money. So we're going to pay you such and such money, amount of money, like a salary. Like, I don't, I don't even want to see them making like 50 grand, to be honest with you. You know, it, it's just not right because now you're, you're saying, okay, well, this athlete is only worth this. That athlete is worth this. And then you're, you're disparaging against the men and women and that is wrong in itself as well. It opens up a can of worms that should be say, okay, you know, if you're going to get a contract or whatever, a salary, this is what you can get. That's it. That's what you get. Yeah. So I don't care if it's $20,000 across the board for all sports, whatever. It should be the same for everybody. Everybody so should be able to we've got, a, we've got to blame all these, uh, you know, companies that are deciding to do this as well. Right. That, that's that's right. where it ultimately lies is, and we, you know, it's it's no different than what, you know, Nike was doing with Jordan and, you know, back in the day. They want to get those sneaker rights and, and yep. have these players. So they're just starting earlier. Right. Like right. if this kid turns into the next Michael Jordan, right? Hey, we, yeah, we, he's got a him. high school student. We don't even know if he's going to make it out of high school. So, <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? It's like a high school I feel student. Like these stories are going to continue to come about. I'll be oh, honest. Oh, and it's going to get worse, Eric. Yeah. And I told you that when this first came out, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And then they're going to be at a point where there's no return. Yep. You can't stop it. Pick and roll time, my friend. Pick and roll. So pick and roll, we are going. Tom Brady recently passed uh, 600 touchdown, his 600 touchdown pass in his career. So we decided to rank the other five quarterbacks that were behind him on how we would rate them as, you know, as NFL quarterbacks. So the five quarterbacks are Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and Philip Rivers. And it's your week to go first, so you're up. All right. The easy... Of the five, Philip Rivers. Yes, without a doubt. That's it's not even a question. Like the guy hasn't won anything, or never will because he's gone. So, number five was easy. Now, the other four, agree, is a little cloudy, especially yeah. considering my prejudice against one certain quarterback, Peyton Manning. Um. It was a little more difficult, so I put Manning at number four. Wow. Okay. <laughs> because I just don't like him. Like wow. he chokes. He's a choke artist, even wow. though he's got a couple of Super Bowls. Oh. Ron. I'm sorry. I don't like Manning. Peyton Manning. I don't I... like him. I don't like him. So he's number four. Okay. Hey, I could have put him at number five, but I, I would never be able to justify that. You just did a Kenny, is what we call it on the show. No, yeah. no, oh, go ahead, no, go ahead. No. But you know it's a prejudice against Peyton. Go ahead. Go Eli. <laughs> uh, number three, I have Brett Favre, and there's nothing wrong with putting Brett Favre ahead of Manning. Really, there isn't. You know, especially during his Green Bay Packers era. How many Super Bowls does he have? One. Okay, so he's got one less. Manning was handed one to him, so so really they have the same amount. Number two, I put Drew Brees because look, if there's anybody that's similar to a Tom Brady, it would be a Drew Brees. So he was definitely 
he was definitely going to be in the top two for me. And then number one, Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think if Aaron Rodgers was not in Green Bay, he probably would have won maybe four or five if he was somewhere, you know, that invests. Say, like, you put him, you know, with with San Francisco in the past, you know, five, six years. I think he might have won a couple of them with San Francisco in the past five years alone. So that's the way I have it. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Brett Favre ahead of Manning, and then Rivers. All right. All right. So, listen, I'm going to give you the list. Yeah, I know all about Peyton Manning with all his records. And stuff. I'm going to give you care. the numbers. I don't care. I'm going to give you the numbers, and I'm going to tell you your list was numbers, horrible. Numbers aren't everything. Numbers aren't everything, Eric. You should know this because – So, granddad, these are current quarterbacks or former quarterbacks after Tom Brady. So, Tom Brady is the all-time touchdowns leader in the NFL. These are the next nope. five. So, this is how I had it. I agree with you. Philip Rivers. 134 and 106 in his career, eight-time Pro Bowler, 63,000 yards. He shouldn't even be an eight-time Pro Bowler. The fact that he was in the top five after, you know what I mean? Impressive. But at number four, Drew Brees. Oh, come on. 172, 114, 13-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, only one-time All-Pro, one-time champ, 80,000 yards, 571 touchdowns. Here's where the other guys Wait, differ. Who? Where does he rank in touchdowns? He's number two. Okay. Where does he rank in yards? Number two. You see the pattern, right? I'm going to tell you why the the, the difference is, and you, this is where you didn't pay attention. No, I, I know exactly the difference. No. I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Manning two. any day of the week. Any Aaron Rodgers. No way. Even today. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. 133, 64, and 1. So he got his one tie in that. Nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, three-time MVP. If you have Manning at number one, I'm one champion. You. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> one-time champion. So obviously his numbers right now because he's still playing 53,000 yards, 429 touchdowns. At number two, Brett Favre. Oh, come on. Come on. 186, 112. Hold on, though. 11-time Pro Bowler. Three-time All-Pro, three-time MVP, one-time champ, 71,000 yards, 508 touchdowns. Here's why Peyton Manning's number one. Oh, that, that's ridiculous. There's no way. You're going to tell me. You're going to tell me. You're, no. If you're starting a team with these one of these five quarterbacks, yep. you're taking Peyton Manning over any of them? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm no, you you're why. lying. You're lying. Well, listen, I don't like Peyton Manning either. But I'm, the numbers don't lie. 186, numbers, 186 well, and 79. Hold on. Let me oh, – oh, oh. you got your time. God, God. 186 and 79 in his career. 14-time Pro Bowler. Seven-time All-Pro. Five-time MVP. Two-time champion. So more than anybody else on, on the list. Two more MVPs more than anybody else on the list. And he was third overall in touchdowns at 539. 7,000, almost 72,000 yards passing. What's his playoff record? What are all these guys' playoff record? They only got one. If you go, there's yeah, two guys at one. What's his playoff record? Okay, what is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers' playoff record? Because they've know. only won one championship. I know that. 
So if you go basing it on that, they haven't won any more than he did. They've but choked in the playoffs too. It's the ones that you should win. Just last year don't. when it was a better team than Tampa Bay. They crushed him in the regular season. He lost in the playoffs to Tom Brady because that's what he does. He loses in the playoffs as well. But for some reason, he doesn't get the same stigma that a Peyton Manning does. Why? Because Peyton Manning just puts up one better numbers. He he chucks the ball up. He's had look. How many All Pro receivers has he had too? So you can't. You, no, you know I can't because I know. I know by list. the eyeball test, like the eyeball test. Okay, so, okay. did Aaron Rodgers choke? So did Aaron Rodgers choke last season? I don't know. Did he lose to Tom Brady in the championship game? Yeah, but did he choke? Why not? Yes, he obviously did. How he's How? lost every year in the playoffs. But did he? Was he winning, and then all of a sudden he no. just throws all kinds of picks? No, his coach made bad decisions, but he also didn't make smart plays either at the end of the game. So you can sit there and say that all these other guys have choked. Drew Brees has choked plenty of times. Aaron Rodgers has choked plenty of times. Brett Favre got to what two Super Bowls, lost one of them. I still, I still don't take, I still don't take Manning over all those guys except for Rivers. Once again, for joining us, we're live on Rhode Island broadcasting. Okay. We're on every Friday night, especially when Breeze is number two and two in touchdowns passing. Huh. Yeah, and he, that and alone he, should tell you. And something. he does it, and he chokes in the playoffs. And we're we're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can follow us on Twitch on Rhode Island underscore broadcasting. Subscribe, we appreciate it. Um, Social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports Underscore Unfolded on Instagram, and you can also listen to us on our podcasts on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. So ways to watch, ways to listen. Appreciate it. We're trying to get all those subscribes and follows up. So and we will never see eye to eye on Peyton Manning. Listen, I don't like Peyton Manning any more than you. I probably I probably hate him more than you. I doubt that. He's the best regular season quarterback in the history of the game. He's the worst, one of the worst postseasons. But if you look at everybody in that list choked because the fact that there's four Super Bowl wins out of all those quarterbacks and Peyton has two of them, they all choked. They all couldn't get the job done. Wait, Tom Brady's been tough. What are you talking about? Four? So Favre has never won a Super Bowl? Favre? Oh, Breeze won one. Yes, sorry. So five. Sorry, five. Okay. Five won one. Aaron Rodgers won one, and Drew Brees won one. Right. Peyton Manning won two. Yeah. All right. Prediction time. Uh, We tied last 1-1. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, we tied. Uh, First game on the docket for the NBA we have is Utah Jazz (laughs) at Chicago Bulls. That's on uh, October 30th. Utah Jazz currently number one. Best team in the league right now. One of the best teams. You going Jazz? No, I'm going Bulls. <laughs> I'm going Jazz. Yeah, I know. I, like it. I, I like gave it. you that one. I like it. 11 3. So November 3rd, uh, Charlotte Hornets at Golden State Warriors. Golden State. They're playing well. Charlotte's 4 and 1. Yeah. They're going to start um, collapsing. I'm going to Golden State at home. So I'll give you that one. October 30th, Florida Panthers at the Boston Bruins. Oh. I do That's this hard. Thing all the time. I, I, I know you like I hate it. I don't I don't want to see Bruins in these. 
but I'm gonna go with Boston at home. I'm going Florida. They're gonna be they're gonna Better be up team. for this one. Better team. Florida looks like they're gonna win the Stanley Cup this year. Uh November first. You got the Washington. Oh Capitals. wait, I forgot they just lost their coach. Yeah. <laughs> Washington Capitals at Tampa Bay Lightning. That's uh November first. Uh Lightning is one two in a row. And they're at home. Uh ooh, I gotta I gotta go with lightning. I have to. I'm gonna go I don't want to. I think that's not a right to ship. Let's uh talk some football. We got three games. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland. Agree. Uh, I, I kinda tend to um err on the side of who was it? Snossages that said that that um Yeah. He won't ben, be able to ben survive the pressure. <laughs> yeah. uh, New England at the Chargers. I, I'll make the. I'm picking the Chargers. Yeah. That tells me. Yeah. I don't. I don't like doing it either. But no, I don't want. Tampa it. Bay at New Orleans. Why don't Why don't we only put Patriots games in there? When they're playing oh, an the easy Jets. game, <laughs> every time they play the Jets, yeah, or right. you know, and that's over now. So this, there were no more Patriot picks. Now. Yeah, I know, I know. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks on. Yeah, so on we had all the football game. We we agree. Looks uh, Wait, so we agree on all of it. All, all the football ones. What what's different? Bruins and Bulls. I agreed with everything else. Um. Wait, you picked the Caps? No, I picked the Lightning. Oh, I did too. Yeah, that's what I said. The only difference was uh, Bruins and Bulls. Oh, Bruins and Bulls. I thought you said Bruins and Bolts. Uh (laughs) There's something wrong with you. Um, Check us out on Sunday night after the Patriots game. We do a Patriots post game as well. Uh, Check us out on Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter where we post our um, top five teams from the NHL, NBA, and NFL every week. So we'll be doing that every week. Once again, if you haven't watched our show in the past, how we finish our show off is our final thought. And our final thought doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports-related. Um, it can be about anything going on in the world today. Ron, you're up first, my friend. Your final thought. All right, my final thought is obviously going to um, Kyle Beach. Um, haven't we had enough? Haven't we had enough of all these issues. You know, this is the perfect case to to express that it isn't just college. It isn't just high school. It isn't just women. It is everyone is vulnerable. And until this country and these leagues take things seriously, it's never going to change Kyle Beach should be commended as all those other athletes that have come out against their coaches doing things to them we should be putting them up on a pedestal and letting them shout out what has happened because we need to put a stop to it and and the only way it's going to happen is NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, 
the NCAA, every other league around, gymnastics, whatever it is, they have to be accountable. They have to take a stand, you know, for the victims. Enough of sweeping it under the table. You need to make a stand. And it, it, that's where it starts. It doesn't start with the victim having to, you know, claw and scream, you know, the way to get people to listen. It shouldn't be like that. So, um, excellent points, Ron. And, and you're 100% right, right? At some point, we just need it to stop. And people need to be held accountable for what they're doing. So, you, you, you hit the nail on the head on that one. My final thought was, um, I got two ones real quick, but I'll, I'll start off with uh, Russell Westbrook and being thrown out of that Oklahoma City game. I'm tired of these rules that are supposedly out there where, okay, the player stole the ball. He dunked it. They were up already. They didn't need to do it. Guess what? Win a game. If you if you win the game, you win the game. Period. Nobody says you win by one, you win by 10, you win by 15. If you don't like the fact that you feel like somebody was showboating or showing you up, win the game. He has every right to dunk the ball. He came back down the court. You decided you didn't like it. And now you're going to get you know an altercation with him because of that. How about showing some some team spirit and want to win the game and not worry about what somebody else was doing? These guys need to grow up sometimes and just understand, like, again, role models for children as well. And I know they hate to, to hear that, but listen, show these kids that you're a good sport even when you lose. And if Absolutely. you don't like what somebody's doing, you know, win the game. And my last final thought, I just wanted to give a shout-out to my stepdaughter whose birthday is on Sunday. I just wanted to wish Stephanie a happy birthday. Halloween. Halloween night. So, yes, fun, fun time. So, yeah. happy birthday, Stephanie. Um, Ron, so it, it's a pleasure. Sorry Paul couldn't join us tonight. Uh, hopefully we'll get him in the in the future. Um, but great show. Appreciate the time, my friend. All the fans out there, check us out. Remember, follow, like, subscribe, all different ways. Listen. Ron, I'll see you next week. And Absolutely. wait for top five hockey this week. So, can't wait for that. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, Could my be, friend. Uh, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. All right. Have a good yeah. night, everybody. Take care.